song. Good morning again, and welcome on this Sunday before Thanksgiving. It's just so good that we are able to come together and raise our consciousness. One of the things that's so beautiful about unity is it shows us a guide for living with our principles, and then, of course, with our gratitude as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. I think it's so important that we use Thanksgiving as a time to celebrate gratitude, but I also think it's so important to remember it's our secret to higher consciousness. An attitude of gratitude will make things look a little brighter no matter what the challenge is. I cut something out that was important to me to share with you today. I am going to be speaking about kick-starting happiness. And one of the ways, as I said earlier, that we kickstart happiness is with an attitude of gratitude. Listen to this, and it just so uh, explains what's in each of our hearts as we come to unity on Sundays. Happiness is our birthright, as is the emotion of gratitude. But it is a choice that can progress from a mindset to a way of life. Positive thoughts and energy attract the positive to us. Practicing and expressing gratitude transforms our brains, our hearts, and our lives. And you know there was a study done maybe 20 years ago. They were just starting to realize how important it was to have a spiritual journey and to go on and look at things. Oh, in those days they called it negative or positive. But what they found out is they took about a 1,000 people and they said to them, just continue with what's important to you, no matter what's going on. To the other group, they said, no matter what challenge you have in your life or what's going on, find a blessing in it. Find something to be grateful for. When that study was concluded, it was over a three-year period, they found that those that chose to focus on what was a gift in their world, on an attitude of gratitude no matter what, some of them had terminal diseases, others had situations where they felt hopeless, but what they found out of those people that were in the study, those that had chosen to remain positive had uh, not only a health rate, but a much higher energy rate no matter what their age. It also concluded with the thought that they got into more living skills, those that cho uh, focused on being positive, and those living skills often were sought by being around other people, by sharing their energy, but those living skills gave them conclusions to situations that were often considered hopeless. Those conclusions came out very much in what they called the positive situations. So again, it has been a scientific uh, uh, proof how important it is that we are conscious of gratitude. In reading a little bit about Thanksgiving, I thought to myself how our country was formed without ever realizing it on courage and on gratitude. One of the things that kickstart happiness was 
oh, many, many years ago. Actually, it was the time, it was in the late 1500s, early 1600s, when people were coming here. And of course, we know the story of the pilgrims, and more will be said about that at our Thanksgiving service. But at that time, what I wanted to mention about those people that were coming across from England, they had faith. They had oh, the courage to try to do something different in order to be able to um, pray or to um, show what they believed was the best for them. You know, the thing that I realized is each time that something is celebrated in our country, I look back or we look back and we realize that there were situations that weren't always healthy. Um, those people that left England were called religious separatists and they had a, wanted a, to be free to practice whatever faith they chose. But most importantly, they felt ostracized and they were looking for a place to gain greater prosperity. That trip was not an easy one. It took 62 days. When they got to America, and I think this is what's so interesting as I dove into the history just a little bit, they weren't even, even able to live uh, off the land at the time. It was very cold. They weren't prepared. That first winter, they tried to stay in the ship, and with many diseases and such, almost half of the people that came on the Mayflower uh, died. They didn't continue. But when the spring came, and this is what I want us to focus on. When the spring came, they got off the boat with determination that they were going to plant their crops, that they were going to build. Their first thought was to build not just homes, because they were some of them were living on the boat and were just making do, but what they were determined to do is to have their faith, to be positive that the God of their understanding would come through for them, taking this risk and leaving England. Now what was so beautiful about it, they really didn't know how to live off a of barren land, or not barren, but off a of land that hadn't been um, uh, discovered, that hadn't been situated as, they, as it was in England. And what was so interesting about that, it was just a brutal, brutal winter but out of the blue sky at one time, and this is how our God works when we focus on the gratitude. Out of the uh, blue sky, a Native American came. And at the time, he was from the a Abakanaki tribe, and he spoke English. Nobody could believe that. He had learned just a few words from another Native American named Squanto. And this is what just amazes me and how we can take the challenges and turn them into good. Squanto had been kidnapped by an English sea captain who was going back and forth to the New World. He was sold into slavery over in Europe. He eventually escaped and he made his way to London. From London, someone needed a guide to show them how to get to the northern part of the New World. It was Squanto. And when he, um, when he got on the ship all the way over, he raised his consciousness. He was so pleased that he was going home. The one thing that he really knew was holding him back 
was forgiveness. And so Squanto got to the New World at the very time that the pilgrims were trying to maintain a, new, a way in the new country. Squanto showed them living skills that they had no idea. They didn't know about corn. He had practiced forgiveness. What he showed them was harmony, how badly they needed each other. The different ways that um, gratitude was shown by those special people was one of the most effective ways that they had. They learned from Squanto. They, the first Thanksgiving was uh, celebrated and now some are questioning, did it really happen? But the important part, the Native American who was often looked at with fear by those coming from Europe was looked at as someone showing them how to live in the new world. He showed them how to uh, stay away from poisonous plants. He showed them how to fish with special types of fish, showed them how to go for the corn, how to make their homes uh, with log cabin type homes rather than what they were used to seeing in England. So do you see when consciousness is raised, the right people appear? That first feast was said to be 50 people. They, uh, it was said what they ate were swans, um, the, the uh, Native Americans brought deer, and there was one other thing that they hadn't experienced much, and I'm, I'm pulling a blank, but the important thing was they took what was given to them in the new world by raising consciousness and coming together as a whole unit. Do you see how those skills were used? So what does that have to do with spirituality? You know, it's so important to remember with an attitude of gratitude that God often speaks through people. And we never know where that wisdom or those words are going to come from. The thing that I do know that is so important to remember is as people realized and they were coming to, uh, into our country and it was being established state by state, they realized that gratitude, even though cultures may be different in the south, from the west, from the north, that gratitude was the secret that seemed to hold the people together wherever they were. It was very interesting because, as I said, each state celebrated Thanksgiving at a different time. It was in 1863, in the middle of the Civil War, that Abraham Lincoln officially proclaimed a holiday for Thanksgiving. He saw the strife then. He saw brother against brother. He saw a challenge that many considered hopeless, and no one seemed to know how to, to go about changing that. But don't you see the good for, that came from it? Giving thanks. Slavery was abolished. States were com coming together as the United States of America. And one more time, with that attitude of gratitude and with the consciousness being raised, America was founded one nation under God. So we go on just a little bit. I mentioned the research that we've seen through gratitude. But the important thing, it was funny because I was up in Atlanta watching my uh, grandson's a senior this year and it was his last football game. 
And that's where I came up with the word kickstart happiness. He came in and he was so tired. He got up at 6.30 and does whatever they do at football practice, getting those muscles going. But he came in and he said, my coach said to kickstart um, happiness with gratitude. How did he know that, Grandma? You're so old and you always say that. And I said, well, some of us that are a little more seasoned have learned that we can change our thinking just often by looking at what we do have rather than what we don't. And so in doing that, there's three things that are important for us to remember if we want to kickstart our happiness. Number one, we've been talking about it. Let's continue to be grateful for what we do have and let's show it. It was interesting because another study was done in gratitude and what came across was not the words that were spoken so much, but was there eye contact? Was there a smile? Was there a hug? Was there a warmth that exudes from just looking that person straight in the eyes? So again, it was found that eye contact was one of the best ways with true sincerity of connecting with another human being in a positive way. The second thing that was often thought of in happiness and our well-being is to be specific. Many times we'll say thank you. Many times we'll say we're grateful. But somebody at a grocery store not long ago, and I was waiting in line, to be honest, feeling a little irritated because I was running late and the line kept getting longer and longer. But I heard someone, two people ahead of me, say, thank you so much for taking the time to put my loaf of bread and my blueberries on top. I didn't want them to get smashed. Well, that little bag person grinned the rest of the time with the long line. And I thought sometimes it's just the simplest things that can raise the consciousness, that can give someone a feeling of, yes, I am, I do have a purpose. I am helping my fellow man. So again, be specific. Be grateful and show it. And be specific with certain things that you really do feel grateful for. And finally, um, no, actually there's two more. Finally, enact a small daily ritual of gratitude. There's a saying that goes, people are as happy as they make up their mind to be. And I don't know about you all, I usually wake up pretty happy, but on the days I don't, I have a one-track mind, either a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, I need the caffeine. And I was thinking to myself when they said, get a morning ritual. What I started doing, and it was so simple, was taking our daily word and reading that before I got out of bed in the morning. The other thing, if we wake up in the middle of the night, somebody said years and years ago, instead of thinking, how can I get back to sleep, start thinking of all the things that you have that you are so blessed with. And I want to tell you, that has given me a better night's sleep than anything else I could do. It's time, and I can't always say that I'm filled with gratitude, but what I can say is I have a choice. If I wake up a little cross, if I wake up not sure of the next right thing to do, or if I make mistakes or I'm overwhelmed, I can start over. I can start over and I can look at what I do have, just what the study that we spoke about in the beginning said. 
what do we have? We have so very much. And a perfect example of that was this morning. I stuck my head out the door trying to figure out what type of temperature are we having today, and it had cooled off a bit. And I was thinking, oh shoot, I was hoping for one more day to put the Christmas lights out. And I wasn't going to turn them on, just get them out there while it was warm. And what was so interesting, I got a call from someone that calls me often from Michigan. And her comment was, oh, I bet you're so glad to live in Florida. It is freezing up here, and it's not just snow. It's rain, and, and it's just not pleasant today. I want you to know... I was so tickled when I got out and put a little jacket on versus gloves and hats and mittens and, you know, not sure if it was going to rain or snow. So again, if we choose to look, there is always something to be grateful for. That daily ritual, um, there were several people that commented in the article that I was reading. Many do their morning reading and prayers, as I do. Others started a new song, and they sung to themselves things that they were grateful for, starting with a brand new day in order to start afresh. Some, and this was somebody that had seven children, and I thought this was so interesting. They played rose, thorn, and bird. What they're grateful for was the rose. The problems that came up were the thorns and looking forward to solving those situations or moving forward and knowing they would pass was the bird they could release and it would fly away. And I thought, my goodness, what a great skill set to have with a family of seven children. The third thing that was so interesting in kick-starting our happiness is to make gratitude fun. So many times we forget Laughter is the best sign of good mental health. And how many times we get bogged down and forget, forget how important it is to have joy, to have laughter, to have a sense of humor in our life. One of the mothers that wrote this article said she made a gratitude door with sticky notes. And each time someone came in, she handed them a pen and a sticky note and said, will you tell me something you're grateful for? Or will you tell me something that you enjoy having fun doing? And she put that sticky note on the door. She said she got so many different ideas that she hadn't thought about. But what she realized is how we all have the capacity to remain grateful. We just need each other. The, another thing that was uh, mentioned, and this was done, it was very interesting, this was done in a mental health facility. They suggested that each person every single day, no matter what their diagnosis, took a mental health walk. If it was raining, they saw that the rain helped feed the flowers. If the sun was shining, they realized, even to the point of feeling the warmth on their face, or seeing the shadows, and how sometimes they felt that there were shadows over their own life, but the sun would come out again. So it was giving people hope by taking a gratitude walk. The trees, and that is such a good example that we all often use. How many times, and particularly up north, the trees lose their um, leaves and it looks like they've died. And yet every spring, the sprouts, the joy, it comes back again. 
And what a good analogy that we are shown as human beings. The last thing that is important, don't complain. I had a friend that came over to see me not too long ago, and she too is a part of Unity, and she brought the most wonderful tape. It was about not complaining, and again, it focuses on we have a choice, but what we have to remember is by not complaining, that gives us so many ideas to work that metaphysical trinity, to have the ideas that keep flowing, to take those ideas and be able to choose which ones we want to act on. And then the gift of watching them express themselves or manifest. And many times, one of the things I've learned to do in prayer when I'm in an attitude of gratitude or when I'm not is thank you, God, for our many, many blessings and for what our needs are are something better. And have you ever been aware of the many, many gifts that perhaps we limit ourselves by not realizing that we all have that Christ consciousness inside of us that God has given each of us the wisdom, the ability, the joy, the peace, the love that is the very same as those that came before us. So when we think about, when we think about the Civil War, when we think about the pilgrims in our own country coming over, I can't imagine. I'm so spoiled today with the beautiful lights, with the advantages. I mean, I came along, and I'm, I'm very young, but I came along before air conditioning. And I can remember when the first air conditioner went in our home. We thought we were in a castle because it was cool. Those are simple things that we often take for granted. So remember as we go into Thanksgiving. And again, I would like to read one more time because I think it's so important that no matter what's going on in our lives, we remember, thank you, God, we have a choice. Happiness is our birthright. It's the emotion of gratitude. It puts us in a place of having a choice that can progress from just a simple mindset or a word to a way of life. And you know, in closing, that's what I want to say. The thing I love the most about each and every one of you and about our unity way of life is that we do have guides. We have guides with our wonderful principles. We have guides with one another. And the thing that is so beautiful, we have the guide of the God of our understanding and our Christ consciousness within, talking and guiding through us. Sometimes we're there for others, other times we have to ask, but no matter what, we're all part of that beautiful whole. And so with that said, for those of you that aren't able to be here Wednesday night, Happy Thanksgiving, and make it a table of gratitude. You know, we can each go around the table. If we're by ourselves, we can make ourselves very happy by being um, cognizant of the things we do have in our life. But let's turn some of the, diverse, of the uh, conflict in our country around 
just by each one of us sharing a gratitude with those closest to us. You know, someone came up to me as I was coming in church today and was so excited. Her granddaughter, who doesn't like to drive, is driving up from South Florida to be with her. They happen to be twins, and they'll both be there. Look at what we do have. I have chosen to be by myself. I'm alone, but not lonely. Yes, I'm going out to dinner, but I needed time in the silence. And to be honest with you, I had a closet that had shoes all over it, and I need to tidy up that closet. So whatever your needs this Thanksgiving, don't forget, thank you, God for our many, many blessings. Thank you, God, for unity for one another. We are often thought of as positive, practical Christianity. And for some of us at one time that didn't have much hope, we know today that the secret of hope is staying positive. So happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. And let's practice those wonderful principles. Now let's prepare for meditation. If y'all clear off your laps, get your feet flat on the floor, hands and heart open, and close your eyes and take a deep breath in and let it out. Deep breath in and let it out. One more deep breath in. And as we're letting it out, we're going to go to that happy place, that bright space inside of us, that place of calm and peace, where you're in harmony with the world. The sun is shining on your face. The birds are chirping, a nice gentle breeze, letting you know that all is right in your world. Your happy place of colors and gratitude and music and hope, your most peaceful sacred space inside of you. And we'll just sit there for a minute.
as we bring our presence and awareness back to this place, let us find our place in love, happiness, peace, and grace.